0: The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton.
1: Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton, and we are going to have a very complex show today, so buckle up. We're going to cover some very difficult things. Uh, this show is brought to you by Million Kids. We are in the business of combating human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography. And so we study and have been for many, many years. We have tens of thousands of hours of research into studying how technology affects crime and crime solving and how it uh How it can be used for good and how it can be used to exploit our children. And we are on the cusp of a a world event here and I want to just kind of hash it out. We have no conclusions. I'll start with that right off the bat. Uh, the, The title of this particular show is about cryptocurrency and money laundering. Any time, any time that you have currency, whether it's hard currency or cryptocurrency, which is virtual currency, you are going to have an an opportunity for money laundering. The real questions here is exactly how and what kind of volume, what kind of um, risk is it out there? Uh, You know, criminals, criminals commit crimes because they want to make money. And in many cases, such as drugs or sex trafficking, uh, things like that, even guns, they are generating a vast amount of money. And they're often doing it in foreign countries. And so they need ways to launder that money out of a country and back to the home cartel. And that is how it all works. So anytime that you are dealing with a currency, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's the U.S. dollar or the Chinese yuan, you are going to have money laundering. What is um, really on the forefront here and what's really bringing people down is that Facebook has announced that they plan to introduce a new cryptocurrency. It will be called Libra, and uh, what has got everybody up in the arms about is a couple of things. One is it will be tied to an asset, a a currency asset, so that it will be unlike Bitcoin. And two, Facebook has 1.6 or 7, depending on who you believe, 1.7 billion followers that they can start out using. Facebook by itself is just a huge corporation. You know, they own uh, um, Snapchat and Instagram, and uh, they form, they're they forming a dating site, and they're in the dark web. And, and uh, they have many, many assets in there so that they can literally start this thing out by almost controlling the world financially, if you will, but at least the online world. And uh, it's a fascinating thing that is going on. I'm going to get deep into the depths of how it works, how it works different than Bitcoin uh, like that, how it can be used for good or for bad. But one of the factors that almost no one is talking about, there's two big political factors, and I try never to get political on this show, but there are two big political factors. One of them is the fact that, that this is a global currency. And uh, this, this is uh, being handled by social media to begin with, as opposed to most retail outlets. And so it's going to start out challenging the U.S. dollar. Uh, at least that is the fear. And so our U.S. government, uh, and by the way, this show comes to you from Southern California in the United States. I have to point that out. This show does go out to 160 countries, so we need to identify uh, what we're talking about. But the U.S. Congress now is bringing in Facebook and asking them to stop all activity until they have a chance to analyze it and decide whether or not they're going to allow it and like that. Now, much of this is financed and uh, controlled out of Switzerland, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. You see, uh, from a currency standpoint, the U.S. dollar is usually the the gold standard around the world whenever you see Transactions connected around the world. They are usually connected by uh, the fact that the U.S. dollar has gold in, behind it in a mint in various places around the world, or around the United States. Now, the truth is, as inflation has taken hold over time, even in my lifetime, we've seen the amount of gold that is standing behind that currency dwindle or be diminished substantially. And, uh and so that is a challenge. Having said, and on top of it, that is why everyone worries about the fact that the U.S. has a $21 trillion debt level. And uh, so, you know, the more money that's issued out there, the higher the debt, the less gold, the less stable it is. Having said that, it is still one of the most, if not the most stable currency in the world. And so in cash, Terms that's what makes money work. What happened is, is that Bitcoin came out a few years back, and actually many virtual coins came out. Uh, Ethereum is another one. Uh, one coin I can't even name all of them, but there are hundreds of them at this point. The one that really took off and a lot of people made a lot of money on was Bitcoin. And the belief in the business, the reason that Bitcoin was so successful, is one they they stayed true. They didn't uh, have a lot of fraud, that kind of thing. Uh, there were there was quite a bit of fraud in some of the others that were doing all these public offerings and getting people investors involved, and it was kind of almost operated as a Ponzi scheme. In other words, uh, you know, you'll make money when people below you buy stuff uh, through you, then you make more money. And so the other currencies that came out weren't nearly as popular as Bitcoin. The other reason, there were two more reasons that Bitcoin really took off. It was quickly accepted through social media and being used in online gaming. Most kids had Bitcoin accounts, even if their parents did not. Because the way Bitcoin was working in in gaming, and I, I believe that this is an important point as we analyze how any online social media uh, cryptocurrency will work. Much of the transactions that took place initially in Bitcoin were connected to kids' video games. Mom and dad would give the kid a Visa card and they would buy some Bitcoins and they would put it in in their cryptocurrency wallet and they had them stored. So kids are playing video games. Why do they need Bitcoin? Because the way a a video game works is that you get in there and you start playing, and you have people in your chat room, and the heat is on, and you're trying to get your score up, and uh, because your very acceptance and rejection is based on that score. Well, if you're not very good, or you just really want to be the you know super duper high ego kind of character, you get as a player, you get an avatar, you become a character, and. And uh, you compete. Well, kids would use their Bitcoins to literally buy uh, tattoos for their character, maybe some specialized equipment. Um, In some cases, like Grand Theft Auto, they actually use the Bitcoin to have virtual sex with the virtual prostitute and then kill the virtual prostitute to get their virtual money back. And uh, and so these are transactions that are taking place by the millions, maybe the billions, around the world. Think about how Fortnite has taken off. And then now you're using V-Bucks and, and uh, that kind of thing. And these gamers got really smart. In fact, I did a whole radio show on something called Freemium. They quit, they, uh, quit charging for the games. And what they did is started giving the game free, and then they would build in uh, obstacles into the game. And the kid could not solve the obstacles, so they would go to their Bitcoin account, and they would buy their way around the obstacle. That was important because if you don't keep your score up, nobody wants you to play in their team. So so the average game player in that point went from spending $89 a year – to spending $550 in six months. So that's your average gamer spending over $1,000 a year just buying nothing but art for their virtual character. So what are you selling? It isn't like you're shipping soccer balls or keyboards or skateboards or anything else. What you're selling is virtual art. So it has no uh, it's not anything you can put in your hand per se. It is something that is buying you uh, time and, and score on the internet. I bring this out because you're using a virtual coin to buy virtual art. And you and if each gamer is spending a thousand dollars a year and there's a you know a hundred million gamers, that's a lot of money that's going, and there's very little product that's delivered. So just the fact that virtual coins are often used to buy virtual goods right there in itself gives some people a chance to move a lot of money around. Because it's very difficult to track all of those individual art pieces that are going out. So anytime you have a cryptocurrency in a virtual world, you're going to have opportunities for ways to move money that make it difficult to track. You have billions of transactions and they're small transactions and they're all done electronically and all you're really doing is buying and selling data Or art pieces that are going around. So, just the fact that you're talking about cryptocurrency in an online world will change a lot of things and open the doors. Now, I want to get deep into how Bitcoin works and how this new Libra is going to work in the next section. This is Opal Singleton. This show is called Exploited Crimes and Technology. That isn't correct. That's my other show that I do in Southern California on AM 590. This show is called Blinded Crimes Against Humanity. It's early morning on a Thursday out here in Southern California, and it's hot. you got to give me some room. <laughs> anyway, this is Opal Singleton. We're starting up against that break. We're ask you to stay with us, and we'll be right back.
0: has written a powerful book for parents educators civic leaders and first responders about how predators use social media apps chat rooms Back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about the new Libra cryptocurrency that is being uh, floated out there by the Facebook enterprise. So uh, before I go deep into it, one of the things that I want to point out is that in previous shows, and by the way, all these shows are archived. If you want to uh, take this show or any other show, they're all archived at exploitedcrimes.com. You just go to exploitedcrimes.com, go to listen, and go all the way down and start all the way back up, and there's 160 shows there just like this one that you can download, that you can share, that you can uh, uh, reproduce. You can even uh, contact me and I'll get you an embed code and you can have this show for free on your site. So, uh, absolutely, there are ways to do that. One of the things that I talked about a few weeks ago is the fact that TikTok is a new mass audience live streaming technology that is out there, and uh, it is being used in a way that... um, is literally burning up the world. Uh, TikTok is Chinese-owned. It is financed out of Singapore. It's actually financed out of the UAE, but it is uh, originated out of Singapore. And they uh, have now more users of their app than Facebook, Instagram, or Snapchat. Why do I point that out in this conversation of cryptocurrency? Because Facebook... Uh, is a massive enterprise that owns many, many apps, and they were considered the largest in the world before TikTok came along. Now we have a Chinese company that's the biggest. And so what I believe you're going to see is literally a virtual currency, a cryptocurrency war starting up here, a race to dominate the world. And almost nobody is talking about that factor Uh, You know, I doubt seriously if TikTok, if they come up with their own virtual currency, if they're going to be called into the uh, Chinese Congress, whatever it is over there, and say you need to be accountable to us, we can't have you more powerful than us. And uh, so you're, you're kind of seeing a world power struggle, in my opinion. Now, that's just my humble opinion for what it's worth. But very few people are talking about the fact that Facebook is no longer the biggest, that, in fact, a Chinese company is the biggest. So that's a factor. So let me give you some history here, walk you through this thing so you can understand a little bit about where we're at. What I don't know is where this is going and where it's going to end up. What we do have here is, let me take you back to Bitcoin. So we were talking about that in the last segment. Uh, So kids all over the world got Bitcoin and they used them in gaming and like that. Now, they began to have Bitcoin ATM machines and use Bitcoin for more retail commerce. But truthfully, it was a social media currency. It did not have a financial security base like uh, the U.S. dollar does, or like they are proposing in Libra. What made Bitcoin go sky high in the investment world, and it did. At one point, it was worth twenty-one thousand dollars a share. Uh, what what made it or a, a coin? What made it do that is that when they introduced it. Rather than to put a gold base against it like the U.S. dollar has, what they did is agree to limit it to 21 million uh, issues. One million was reserved for the owner of the thing, and then the other 20 million was sold. So it didn't take long for the idea to go around that if there's only 20 million of anything, once they're sold, they're going to be worth more because the only way to get it is to buy it from someone else. And that is exactly how, uh, in in a way, it's a kind of Ponzi scheme, if you will. Uh, Your money goes up as long as people below you continue to buy and are willing to pay the price to get what you have. And so that is what happened. It just soared right up. It's back down now. I honestly think that it may have run its course unless Bitcoin decides to re Organize the way they do commerce, and and we will see. I'm not I'm not uh, throwing Bitcoin out the window at this point, but I'm just saying once they're sold and once it's reached its peak, mm, it'll it'll be interesting to see now that they're getting competition. So what has happened is that first of all, uh, something that happened that very few people are talking about. I saw an article today. On, let me get my hands. Uh, sorry, I need to. Not turn away here. Um, Headline today: Group launches 500 billion lawsuit. You think these people are serious? (laughs) A group launches a 500 billion dollar lawsuit against Google, Facebook, and Twitter over cryptocurrency ad ban. So here's kind of a new way to look at it. Uh, Who knows where this will go? This is an Australian company that is launching this lawsuit. And what they're saying, they're launching it against Google, Facebook, and Twitter for conspiring to damage the cryptocurrency industry, all the while planning to launch their own cryptocurrency at the same time. Now, this group is called JBP Liberty. That's uh, John Barry Peter Liberty, J.B.P. Liberty, the lawsuit is based on the claim that the three tech companies cooperated like a cartel to just that's a pretty strong word there to destroy the cryptocurrency industry by operating to concert to ban all advertising for companies and individuals trying to launch businesses based on digital media media. Then, a year later, Facebook began rolling out plans to launch Libra, its own digital currency. On the heels of that announcement, suddenly all three tech giants slowly started scaling back the bans on advertising for other cryptocurrencies. So, I'm not sure if you're following me here since I'm reading this, but basically what this lawsuit, and who knows if it'll really take off and go out, and if the people are big enough to to really sue, you know, Google and Facebook. But but um, what is interesting there is that, that uh, what they are claiming is over the last year and a half, because literally Google and Facebook own the market, that they have banned all ads for other cryptocurrencies so that they could not be successful. Things like OneCoin and like that. There were many, many cryptocurrencies that came into the business and they were trying to be like Bitcoin, where they shot up and it was a major investment. And you had a lot of investment um, guys, you know, hyping up various cryptocurrency. It's the new Bitcoin, that kind of thing. But they've refused, face, according to this, this uh, lawsuit, uh, Facebook. And Google refused to allow the ads, so these cryptocurrencies couldn't get any traction. Nobody knew they were out there, and if you don't get a cryptocurrency going... Uh, when you're when you're through social media, it's going to be very difficult. So this cryptocurrency that Libra is launching is unique because users can download a Calibra—that's C A C-A-L-I-B-R-A, L I B R A—that is a digital wallet for the Libra coin that will allow them to send it to anyone with a smartphone. It may be available under Messenger, WhatsApp, or a standalone app. Many, many standalone apps will probably be coming with that kind of thing. The reason why this is such a challenge and why everybody worries is that this is the first cryptocurrency that is going to have uh, a money-based backing on it. What has happened is that – I want to get this right here. Bear with me a minute – Facebook uh, is being serviced by a collective of companies called the Libra Association. It kind of functions in a way that makes it a stable coin that is pegged to existing assets like the dollar or the euro. And it's aimed at, you know, stabilizing the stability of the cryptocurrency. The Libra Association is described by Facebook as an independent, not-for-profit organization based in Switzerland. Their function is to validate transactions on the Libra blockchain and manage the reserve Libra is tied to to allocate funds to social causes. Now, quite quite frankly, this is why the U.S. Congress is getting the heebie-jeebies, This is a cryptocurrency that will be controlled by a nonprofit out of the United States, a group, an organization, and it will have a financial asset base controlled outside of Facebook, which will make it emulate how the U.S. dollar is done. But when they hit the ground running, they are going to immediately go to 1.7 billion users. Not all of them, of course, will adopt. But it is potential. The story that Facebook is putting out there is this is cryptocurrency. It is a way of providing banking and financial interaction, interplay, and empowering third world people. If, you know, this next year, 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. Poor people all around the world can now use a cell phone. And Facebook is saying we are going to provide them with a way to use money and make it global money and make it equivalent to the U.S. dollar in the way that it is held for security, not necessarily in value. And so this is obviously making a lot of people nervous, and nobody is talking about the fact that Facebook is no longer the biggest. In fact, the Chinese company that owns TikTok is even bigger, and who's to say they're not about to do the same? It is a fast-changing world out there, folks. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against a break, so stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know.
2: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about Facebook Libra cryptocurrency and the impact that it's going to have around the world on crime and crime solving. We were just talking about the fact that um, literally what is happening here is that the idea of uh, that Facebook is putting forward is that they want to bring banking to the entire world and they want to be first. Well, certainly I could see the financial aspects of that if you already have 1.7 billion followers. And uh, let's say that 50% of them right now do not have access to bank accounts. Uh, I say that because I just looked at the world stats that came out two days ago. Uh, Let's take a look at Africa that has a billion point three population, and right now only 11% of them are... Uh, excuse me. Only 39, about 40 percent of them are on the internet. Uh, but I can guarantee you that a large percentage of those folks probably do not have access to a bank account. Uh, Asia has four billion people, and they are only 51 percent in penetration of the number of people that have that that have access to the internet. The U.S. We are at 98 percent saturation. But we're not that many people in the U.S., Uh, about 366 million compared to Asia's 4.2 billion. What I want to point out here is the world race that's taking place for cryptocurrency. Because when you begin to look at the world's population and the number of people that are bound to go on, now your question is here, well, are you going to give those people credit? Where are they going to get the money? Think about a a group in uh, Cambodia or Kenya. Many of those people are living on three bucks a day. Well, what is happening here is that you're seeing um, Corporations uh, join with the cryptocurrency, this um, Libra currency, including Mastercard and Visa and and uh, Uber and Lyft, and so they intend to make this a global currency, not just a virtual currency. And there will be ways here. Uh, PayPal has gotten involved. Spotify has been involved. eBay is in- involved. And so you really are, I've, I've written, I, just let me back up a minute. I've written a book called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. And you really are creating in this global cryptocurrency a world without walls. A, a world without borders and a home without walls as you began to bring in people and provide them with a way to do commerce. Now, I'm not going to suggest that MasterCharge is going to go over to a third world country and start handing out credit cards to everybody. However, if you think of the risk base of cryptocurrency, many of the transactions that are taking place are not related to goods that are being put out there. They most likely, Facebook will probably start with one of their social media kinds of platforms. Uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, and one, one of the things that I say that is going to take place, whether it's Libra or any other digital currency, one of the things that I have been concerned about for a long time is the number of third world people, young kids, and our kids here in the United States that will get involved in amateur pornography, it is almost there now. Think about TikTok and Live Me and many of these, uh, Snapchat. In fact, uh, let me bring that out right now. I, I uh, just came across this the other day. I can't get my hands. Here we go, right here. Bear with me a minute. Uh, Snapchat, I was looking at it. Somebody I came up with a headline. Those of you who follow me and kids on Facebook uh, we have all kinds of articles. I would encourage you to follow me and kids on Facebook because we post all kinds of articles about different technologies and different kinds of cases of exploitation and how how bad guys will use this. And one of the things that came up was, does Snapchat have a Pornhub problem or a porn problem? And I plugged in Snapchat and Pornhub I don't recommend it, okay? I've been doing this 10 years. I'm not a wuss. You know, I'm older than sin. I've been doing it forever. And I know what's out there. I don't blush easily. But I was amazed that when you put in Snapchat and Pornhub, all of a sudden I had like 35 pictures of very pornographic activity going on. I had no idea how much Snapchat is used for communicating pornography. But what really enticed me there was all the ads that are selling nudes on Snapchat, money for nudes, I'm just reading one, it's very small print. Are you looking for the right way uh, for how to sell nudes on Snapchat? I have helped hundreds of webcam models and adult pornography, porn stars, it says. So already what is happening is they are using uh, a Facebook uh, device, Snapchat, And uh, charging money for amateur pornography. So what's the risk here? Well, other than the fact that it's disgusting and sad and all of that and that mostly our kids are the ones that are using Snapchat. But here's the thing I want to point out about currency. When When you start expanding out to the global market. What are they selling there? They're selling a video, they're selling a photo, they're selling pornography. And so it's a virtual, uh, let me, I can't come up with a word for it. It's a virtual commodity. Let's try that word. And so what happens if the people pay, buy it, but then they can't pay for it? Nobody has lost. It isn't like you shipped a soccer ball and now you've got to get it back. It's a virtual asset. And, yes, it's a loss, but virtual assets are basically art and uh, animated or real or video or live streaming. And so the, the risk factor for virtual currency in this case is very, very low as far as loss goes. But the risk factor for money laundering is huge because what you've got there literally is that they are are going in and they are – Finding ways to charge for things that have no traceable delivery other than did you get the video? And if you didn't, it can be resent. So it would be very easy to move massive amounts of money in a lot of small transactions around the world, especially if you happen to own those websites. And those apps. So this is where I see you're getting a kind of a fork in the road about is what's the difference between a currency, a virtual currency, and money laundering? Obviously, any time that you're you know you can you can launder money through buying and selling real estate. You can launder money through buying and selling drugs and guns and sex, and they do. But when you're selling virtual services and virtual commodities, then, in fact, it is uh, going to be very difficult to try to keep track of all of this. So there's a lot of factors that are going on in this, how this Libra is going to work and, uh, and, you know, how it's going to impact. The interesting thing to me is the, the thing that we're seeing first is the politics here in America you know, they are concerned about it destabilizing the U.S. dollar. Well, I get their concern. I really do. If you have an organization that basically controls a lot, a huge percentage of the social media market and the average person, there's another factor that is not being talked about here since we're talking about the average person, and that is that Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat All of these are masters at artificial intelligence. And that is true also of TikTok and the organization that owns the TikTok account, which is now bigger than Facebook. Think about this. They aren't just having 1.7 billion followers. I always tell the people that listen to my talks, you know, uh, when was the last time Facebook ever charged you a dime? They have never done that. They are making their money off the fact that they are selling your every click, your every um, search, your every location, and probably in the future, they'll sell your facial recognition. Every time you search for something, Google records that and sends that out and sells it to people. And they're selling ad space on all of this, all of their sites. And this is the reason for the $500 billion uh, uh, lawsuit is they would not allow crypto, other cryptocurrencies to buy ads on Facebook or Instagram because they knew they were coming out with their own, own deal but I want you to think about it in terms of the fact of when you have a global entity that controls a vast amount of the social media and they are tracking and storing and selling all your personal data to survive. That is how Facebook survives. They are selling your every click, your every location, your every location. You know, I, I, it was interesting. It isn't just Facebook, by the way. They are, you know, they're leaders in it. But everybody on the internet is doing that, in if they're of any size, by the way, Million Kids does not. We maintain databases, and we don't sell them. We don't share them, you know, like that. But. These social media companies, how they get to be a trillion-dollar company, think about it. You search for a blouse or you search for a new pair of golf uh, shoes or a golf club or a new front door, and probably within less than two hours, you are getting all kinds of offers from the competitor or maybe the place where you shopped. And I this week, I went and I bought some nose spray at a drugstore because I was traveling in a new location. And literally, the very next day, both that company and their competitor was selling me and sending me ads for that product. So, think about the power of a global social media company that owns their own cryptocurrency that can track how you spend your money and how much money you have and what you're interested in. Do you start to see where this can go? And not only just money laundering, information laundering is really the way of the future. This is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploiting Crimes Against Humanity, and we're against that break. So stay with us, and we'll close this out here in a minute. Stay with us.
0: Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Thank you for listening to this. This is Opal Singleton, and we are talking about the impact of the Libra Libra, cryptocurrency that is being floated out there by Facebook. We don't know all the directions this will go. This has not yet been released, and the U.S. Congress is out there fluttering about and demanding all kinds of hearings. And so this will get slowed down quite a bit, uh, as it probably should be. This is a world-changing event. One of the things that nobody is talking about, as I talked about before, is there is now a Chinese company that's bigger than Facebook in the number of users. And I suspect they're not going to be slowed down as they get called into their agency there in China to see how that's going to go. We are in a global race to own information on all users and all people, including facial recognition and so this is going to be a world-changing event. That is why I wrote the book, Societal Shift. There is one last factor that uh, I don't have time to get deep into, but I want to mention, and that is that Libra and Facebook will be operating this on their own proprietary blockchain system. And uh, I, th- I believe they're going to contract it out. Now, I don't have time to talk about how what that means, but it will be a major factor in crime and crime solving. Blockchain will be the new decentralized computing. In other words, right now, let's say you're a child pornographer, uh, we want to arrest you, we go out to your house, we take your hard drive, and all your information's on your hard drive. We are quickly, because of 5G and blockchain, going out to decentralized computing around the world, which is what's making this vast pace. So uh, interesting going on. Blockchain basically is a series of transactions. You put the, let's say you deposit the money and it goes in, and what it does is it kind of skips and hops around the various computers out there where they're using, people have agreed to allow you to use the unused space of your computer. And rather than to all be in house in one uh, hard drive, it skips across. Cities and towns and like that, and it'll hit 2,400 transactions in a split second. Blockchain one tells two, two says, Thank you, I've got the handoff. Here's three, three says, Thank you, one and two, I got the handoff. And when it's done that 2,400 times, you have a completed transaction. So it's considered very transparent because if you don't go from one to 2,400, your transaction doesn't complete. So many corporations and even governments are turning to this. The big problem with blockchain is you don't know who made the deposit and who made the withdrawal. Now it doesn't have this is just data being transmitted. It doesn't have to be money. It can be child pornography which we've already seen cases of that. Why do I say that? Because we are looking at bringing out the world's largest cryptocurrency base potentially and it will be done in blockchain, where you, where the depositor and withdrawal is anonymous and non-traceable. Now we will create technologies for law enforcement to be able to crack that. But quite frankly, that will be the reason why it is more likely that this could be used long-term for money laundering. Now, Libra and Facebook has said they are going to get in there and try to do everything they can to protect against money laundering. And, you know, we will wait and see the reality of that situation. My name is Opal Singleton, and this show is brought to you by Million Kids. We run these shows every week, and they are free to you at exploitedcrimes.com. You go in there, you just go to listen, you go all the way down, you can search them, you can save them, you can listen to them while you're driving, you can share them with your relatives, the ones you like and the ones you don't like, you know, you can even get an embed code and put them on your own site so that they can be sent out there. I want to take this time to thank you if you're listening to the show. I hope that you will consider supporting the work of me and kids. This is an expensive enterprise. We have tens of thousands of hours of research, and we don't keep the research to ourselves. We do things like this show and the local show in Southern California. We have the two books, Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenagers and Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. I hope you will consider going to meandkids.org millionkids.org, not .com, that's a rock band, millionkids.org, and ordering those books, I hope that you will consider supporting this show and donating to us. We take all kinds of donations. We even take donations in kind. We take cars. We take real estate. We take people putting us in their will. We'll do whatever it takes to keep our kids safe from predators. But we cannot do this work without you. So if this work has been helpful to you, if you think that, that you can um, change a life or save a life or help a parent or help, help a young person out there, we would ask you to consider donating and helping us there. Also, if you're in a business and you want to advertise on these shows, we certainly can take sponsors on here. Uh, that's a very, very important. We have a substantial following of people that uh, listen to this show, and so if you want to advertise your product, be sure and get a hold of me. You can do that by contacting me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. That's opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. So I hope that you will consider donating to us and helping us be able to keep all these shows on the air and going out. We've now trained over well, tens of thousands, over 300,000 people that uh, we can track and, and account for, and it's important to do that. We also have our documentary that is now funded. We will be start developing it shortly. This will be a documentary that we want to place free to every school in America and any parent who wants to download it. And that documentary will explain how the Internet is made and a lot of these new technologies and how they work. We have to educate our parents and educate our kids. Most kids I know don't want to be violated. But we, the parents, are obligated to empower them and educate them. And I can't do this without you. So if you would consider donating to us, we'd appreciate it. Well, this is Opal Singleton. We're closing out for the week. I hope this show has been helpful to you. Please share it with everyone you know. We'll be back next Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Variety Channel. Please share this show with everyone you know. You folks have a great week, and we'll see you next week.